Welcome to Bite Size Benefits. We're here to conquer health and benefits confusion for the everyday employee who is sick of insurance jargon and complicated concepts. Let's tackle some typically confusing topics and empower you to make the most of the resources available to you. Thank you for joining us today. We are so excited to be talking about home buying with MJ Goss. And we're going to be discussing the three questions that you should ask yourself when considering home buying and whether or not you want to rent or own your future. Absolutely, Maddie. And thank you so much. This is one of those huge, like monumental decisions that we have in our life. And if we're going to keep the stress meter down as much as we can on this type of decision, one of the most important things that we need to decide is, can I actually do this? Can I afford it right now in my life? And it really is also critical that we look at this through the lens of our other financial goals. We do need to make sure we have some money in the bank because especially if you become a homeowner, those unexpected expenses are going to be coming at you left and right. That air conditioning unit goes out, that's a big expense. So having that three to six months worth of emergency savings set aside, three to six months of your take-home pay would be ideal, is a big thing. But then also, are you on track with your retirement savings? So looking at these components and, of course, making sure that you have that debt load down as low as you can will really free you up to be able to not only decide to buy a home, but to do it, save that down payment and make decisions that will really put you in the driver's seat rather than having it feel as though you have to make decisions based off of that mortgage payment every month. It should be the other way around. That should not be the tail wagging the dog. So when we think about this, ultimately, there are other factors here as well that we need to determine besides just that down payment. And yes, we still live in a world where ideally we put down 20%. That helps us avoid that private mortgage insurance, PMI. That's just another number added to the total that you have to pay. So if we do have 20% to put down, that gives you so much more buying power, but it also will help keep those monthly expenses at bay because we know it's not just the mortgage. You also need to insure that house. You will have property taxes. You might have HOA expenses. And then we buy a new house. We have to move into it. We need to furnish it. The expenses for a period of time as you get ready to move and actually move into that home, they seem to never stop. So when we start looking at this, we also need to determine if we're going to be able to buy that house right now, this can I do it today decision should be based around where you're at with your life stage as well. Considering a purchase this big might be in conjunction with a new job. Maybe you're relocating. Maybe you just got married. If we can take this and look at it through this lens of our life and tie these milestones together, I think we're going to have so much better likelihood of this playing out well. Because the last thing we want to do is have this huge decision and then six months later find out that we're moving to Alaska for our job. <laughs> You're totally right, MJ. And, and I feel like that leads us straight into the second question that we should be asking ourselves, which is, okay, maybe I can right now, but should I right now? 
Yeah, the, the should I is a much more difficult decision because honestly, the can I component, that's all math, right? We can decide, here's my take-home pay. Here's how much I have going to my retirement account. Here's how much is going to my debts, et cetera. Is there enough left to comfortably make this purchase? So if we look at the people here who are buying homes today, we really do see some interesting metrics. I know, Maddie, that you just saw a fresh stat as to married couples, male, female. Who's buying homes out there today? So um, this was extremely surprising to me just because of social norms and the wage gap in our history. I was super excited and surprised to find that um, 61% of recent home buyers, and this is in 2022 to 23, so this is recent, 61% of home buyers were married couples, whereas 17% were single females and 9% were single males. So yes, we are still seeing that most home buyers are married couples, but with single people, females are outnumbering the males in terms of home buying, which I would have said otherwise. So it's, it's um, a, a promising figure for me to see that women are able to buy homes by themselves. For a, a single person to go in and, and determine, am I in a right place financially to make this big decision and then to do it? And what's interesting is that is actually one of the first big steps when we see folks come to us and ask, should I be using real estate as an investment? Can this be something that produces income for me in my future, maybe even into retirement? And where we see folks succeeding with that the most, it's when they have come in and made a purchase of that first home early in their career, early in their life. You know, they're in their early to mid 20s. They make this big commitment and that gives them a lot of time to get that home paid off. What I would recommend is if someone does have their eye on real estate being a part of their overall financial strategy, it really should come along with the idea of paying off a home and then finding a renter, helping that renter is helping them to pay for the next mortgage and so on. So you're always doing this in a comfortable manner in which you can have a lot of confidence. So even if interest rates go up or even if the housing market were to go down, they're still going to be in a very comfortable place with how this works. Mm -hmm. There are loads of different pockets around the country where we see a willingness to have a roommate. And for younger folks, maybe it's truly that. We've all seen the piece of paper hanging on the wall in the student union building where I clip that off and all of a sudden I have myself a roommate. Helps me pay that mortgage. But additionally, we actually see a lot of folks who they may buy a two-level home that their family can live in up top the classic mother-in-law quarters type of arrangement in the bottom with a separate entrance, we see people able to pay off their homes maybe five to seven years sooner by having someone who is able to really be out of their way, but they are helping foot the bill for that mortgage every month. If you're willing to make those small sacrifices, big decisions, that really can move the needle as to how quickly you can pay off your mortgage, which can either get you retired sooner or potentially allow you to dive in and invest additional dollars, maybe in real estate or in the stock market a little sooner as well. So that is one avenue for someone who wants to use real estate as part of their investment portfolio. 
But here's the other reason that it's so important for us to pay off our home. And this actually applies to more of us. Because if you've been doing the great work and you've been saving 10 to 15% into your retirement account, you know, your 401k, your 403b, you've been able to get yourself debt free and you've paid off your home by the time you retire, this means that you are going to have the opportunity to live a lifestyle in retirement that doesn't require thousands and thousands of dollars every month in order for you to get by. You could get by easily within the lowest tax brackets. It makes you very efficient. It means that you don't have to have nearly as much set aside in that retirement account. So the should I factor here really does come down to how are you positioned financially, but also where do I sit with regard to the upcoming years in my life stage? Because it's very expensive to buy a home, not just talking about that down payment and the mortgage, but everything else that goes along with it from closing costs, etc. It would be recommended that you not do this more than every five to seven years. And the longer that you can stay in that home, the more the value is going to increase as well. So if you're well positioned, both financially and just what the prospects of your future look like, then yes, you likely should look at getting into the housing market. Even though we hear all the headlines that interest rates are higher, the markets maybe have softened a little bit, but they're still very high in many areas of the country. This is one of those spots where if your long term is to own a house, I wouldn't get too worried about where interest rates are. Frankly, they're still historically pretty low. I know that's a main concern for many people looking to buy right now. So that's good to know. We shouldn't necessarily let interest rates get in between us and buying a home. So now that we've covered that, could you explain a bit about knowing when is the right time to buy a home? One of the key words to describe the home buying process, it has to include patience. We need to be disciplined. We need to be perseverant. There are a lot of emotions that that really tie in with buying a home. So number one, I would say, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, make sure you're set financially. But as you go beyond that, the right time needs to be somewhat dictated by the right property. And then the timing, of course, also has to do a little bit with where is the market, what are interest rates doing, et cetera, actually had someone tell me once a piece of advice that I really liked. They said, date your interest rate and marry your home. So we want to find that home that we can be in for a long time. And if rates are a little higher than you might see as perfect right now, that's okay. Assuming you can financially afford this payment, down payment, et cetera. So we want to get ourselves in a position where we're not too swayed by what's going on with the markets and what's going on with interest rates. But as we start thinking about this, you know, yes, there can be timing concerns, but if you do have plans to stay in that home for a while, then those concerns are really lessened. It is time that takes that burden off. If we look, though, on average at the value increase of a home, and we see crazy numbers across the board, but on average, you know, it's a little more than 4% per year, which means if you stay in that home for 10 years, you could be talking about some real appreciation here. That's the more obvious of the two sides of the coin, but the other really is that ability to get ourselves retired in a better spot. So if we think about it, 
if you don't have that $2,000 monthly mortgage payment in retirement, that's a lot less money that you'll need to pull from that 401k or 403b account to support your lifestyle. Yes, you'll still be responsible to insure that home and to pay your property taxes, but on my math, it's about $180,000 that I could use on something else if I didn't have to pay that $1,500 a month in a mortgage payment. That's for just 10 years in retirement. Like, hello, annual vacation budget upgrade. We're going to Hawaii, baby. So <laughs> I want to make sure that we are looking at this not just for the right now, but this is a decision that has some serious power to put you in a much better spot with less stress and more confidence way into your future. Now, I know we've talked about so much today, so could you give us just the biggest takeaways? We shouldn't be too concerned about where rates are right now. If you can afford to buy the house, then if you've got the right one and you're financially prepared to do it, I would not have any hesitation about now being the right time. Well, we hope this has been helpful, everyone. So appreciate you joining us for another Bite Size podcast. Maddie, thanks as always. This has been fun. So there you have it, folks. We can conquer and overcome confusion together. One bite-sized episode at a time. From your friends here at One Digital, be well, everyone.